I'm going to continue talking to us for the few moments we have together today. Continue our series, concluding our series this morning on running to win. And uh, we've been talking the last few weeks that we're all in a race. You're in a race towards your eternal prize, the upward calling Christ. You know, you might be in a race on this earth, the rat race, the world calls it. But we're also in an eternal race. And the Bible tells us that we're in a race. And when you run your race, run your race to win. Don't run your race to come second. You're not in a race against the person next to you. You're in the race with yourself to get to the finish line. Amen. And this morning I want to talk to us, Philippians chapter 2 verse 16. The Bible says, holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. I think you'll agree with me this morning that one of the greatest disappointments in life will be to find out that you've run your life's race in vain or that you've labored your whole life in vain. You've been running the wrong race. And Paul writes and he says, I, don't, I want to rejoice at the end of my life. I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to know that after everything I've been through that I've actually run the wrong race. And I want to say to you today, the Bible is very clear. When you run your race of life, God wants you to run not in vain, not to labor in vain, because your labor is not in vain when you're in Christ. Can you say amen? So we know that the Bible says that we're all in a race and we've, we can, only one gets the prize. So run your life's race to win. So my question to us this morning is what will ensure that we run to win and what will ensure that our labor is not in vain? Well, the Bible tells us very clearly. The Bible says holding firmly to the word of life. Hold firmly to the word of life. I want you to notice something. There's one letter in that word life. The difference between a lie and life is the one word F, which is your faith, which is your focus. If you focus your attention in the wrong place, you're going to believe a lie. But if you focus your attention on God's word, you're going to believe you're going to walk into life. That's one thing. So many people are stuck in places where they are believing lies about themselves, about their past, about their future, about their present. They're believing lies that people have spoken over to them because the Bible says our spiritual enemy is the father of all lies. He's a thief. He will come to steal, kill, and destroy. He works relentlessly. We don't have to be afraid of him, but the Bible is very clear that he works relentlessly to get you to believe his lies. And the Bible says we have to hold firm to the word of life, not the word of lies. Amen. So many people are holding firm to the word of lies, which cause fear to grip their hearts when they see, hear, and speak the words on blogs and articles and news feeds, on their phones, on WhatsApps, on letters, whatever it might be. Then they start to speak these lies, and the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. And we wonder why we want to quit. We wonder why we're running a race that wants us to quit. We want to sit down because we're believing the lies of the enemy. And it's when we hold firm to the words of the li- words of lies from the enemy that can cause us to take paths and roads we should not take. We're talking about running to win. You know, when you believe a lie, if you're going down a certain direction for your life and the enemy says, take this off ram, and you believe that, you're going to go on a detour. And that's why the Bible's very clear. Paul says the way in which we ensure we stay on God's path for our life is we hold firmly to the word of life. Can you say Amen. Tell the person next to you, say, hold firmly to God's Word. So in other words, we have to hold firm to the spiritual GPS of life because God's Word is the GPS for our spiritual walk. In the physical world, a GPS is a global positioning system. In the spiritual world, a GPS is God's positioning system. So God positions us. I know the plans I think towards you, says the Lord. They are plans of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Don't fool yourself this morning. If you've never doubted yourself or never thought about 
you know, doing something crazy in your life, you most likely aren't alive. Because all of us go through different battles, different things in our lives. But then there is the plan of God. And so many people can be living their lives thinking they're in God's will, but actual fact they're running the wrong race. Because God says, I have a plan for you. And until you haven't discovered God's will, God's plan, amen. I'm not saying you're doing something sinful or you're doing something wrong, but God knows the plan. You have a fingerprint on, your, on the end of your, your finger and it's unique. Over 7 billion people on this planet and only one fingerprint like yours. It's amazing. You can be a twin and you'll have different fingerprints. Although you might be externally the same, you are individual in God's eyes. Amen. So you're not just a number. You're not just here to, to breathe oxygen, to have an ID number or a passport number, then die and go to heaven. No, the Bible says God designed you for a predefined purpose. But until you don't know how to keep on the path that God, that plan that God has, and how, do you, and how does God keep revealing that plan to us, the Bible says we have to hold firmly to the word of life. We have to hold firmly to God's word. Amen. So we have, when we hold firmly to God's word, the word of life, we are holding firmly to Jesus. Now, he's not here physically, but when you look at his word, the written word of God, your Bible, you find yourself that you actually are looking unto Christ. You're looking at Jesus himself as if he was standing in front of you. That's what the word of God is. It's living. It's life. So John chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So when we hold firm to the word of life, we're holding firmly to God. We're holding firmly to Jesus. We're holding firmly to the Holy Spirit. Because the Bible says what? That the Word was God and He was in the beginning with God. Jesus, the Word, was in the beginning with God. All things that were made were made through Him. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. So when we, we, we sometimes have this religious sojourn with Christ, while well, He's this, some, some countries or some unbelieving nations call, him, call it the fairy tale of Jesus Christ. And as Christians, sometimes we can become religious or just comfortable in, well, it's just the story of Jesus. But the Bible says nothing was made that was made without Christ. So when Jesus comes on the earth and he says, I am the light of the world, it's because he was with God when God said, let there be light. So that's why when we look unto Christ, to his word, light shines. So when you are in a dark place outside of load shedding, which puts us in dark places, but when we go to a dark place mentally, I said to us last week, and I don't always like to labor these negative statistics, but they are factual. Because the world is in a place where we, we've got a generation that does not know or has not been taught or is not intentional to hold firmly to the Word of God. We've got a generation that is a quick, instant. I mean, you guys, uh, my, my kids tell me, Dad, that's like cringe when you make all these statements like woke. I woke up this morning. That's all I know. But I believe it means something else. LOL. I don't know what these things mean. Uh, all these different kinds of things uh, that you young generation use. But it's a quick, it's an instant generation. I mean, you get into restaurants today and they want to see the manager and the guy says, is there something wrong with the food? No, the Wi-Fi is buffering. That's the complaints we have today. And I say this to us because well, if you don't, uh, you know, people tell me, but we're a different generation. We're a new generation. We're, a, we're, a, we're a, a millennial or a Gen Z or a Gen Z. But I don't, uh, all I do know is John 3.16 is still relevant today in this generation than what it was 2,000 years ago. So we can't change the God, the, the God's Word to suit our current generation. We have to be a generation that understands and loves the Word of God. You have to be a Bible-reading Christian. It's not old school to read your Bible, amen. 
it's it's life and light. We have to hold firmly to the word of life. Can you say amen this morning? So the Bible says in Him, in the Word, in Christ, in Jesus, was life, verse 4. And the life, listen, was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. So the Bible says in the Word of God, in your Bibles is life. And the life is the light. When you don't know, when we're talking about running to win, when you run in a dark place, you don't know the direction you're going to take. When you walk in a dark place, you stumble over obstacles because the light is not on. And the Bible says that in the Word, in Him, is life. And when you have the life of Christ, the Bible says then a light suddenly shines. I mean, how do you take my life, if you look at my life, unsaved? I often tell people my mother has moved down from Kimberley uh, to Cape Town. Now they're living this side. I've often used my mother as an example of when I was in the world and how I was a stubborn young man, like everybody goes through their stubborn processes. How I used to wake up at three o'clock in the afternoon after being on a drinking binge the whole weekend, whatever, to find my mother pulled my duvet off my bed and she's praying in tongues at the foot of my bed. Now, how many of you know there's nothing worse than waking up from a hangover with a tongue praying mother at the end of your bed? Amen. And she's not saying to me this or that. She's just praying in tongues. That's stuff I don't understand. I was speaking in other tongues a few hours before that because I was full of brandy and rum. But that was my mother and they walking in the light and her son is in the darkness. And so we, well, what changes? Because you can, you can put people under the law. The Bible says what the law could not do. So we can't start putting people under laws, which is really what we do. Look at our country. Years ago, when a certain dispensation didn't like something, they made a law. And the Bible says what the law cannot do. Because the law is a weight, it's a burden. So Jesus comes and he says, I haven't come to remove the law. I haven't come to take away the stop sign or the speed limit. Otherwise, you're going to wreck yourself. I've come to fulfill it. There's no longer this requirement that's heavy to try and get to God. I'm going to be that go-between. I'm going to be the fulfillment of what is required. So how do you keep walking in grace and mercy and truth and love and light and life? How do you keep knowing what God's will is for your life and God's plan is for your life if you put the light off? And the Bible says the Word of God is the the light of God. If you don't understand what I'm saying today, sometimes we have this this, this massive uptake or this massive, uh, we see this prolific rise in mental disorders. I told us last week, again, I say to you, I don't want to labor the point, but we're finding a prolific rise in mental disorder. The statistics tell us that in the next 20 years, this is, I'm not saying this is what I'm confessing or what I'm believing, but statistics tell us that the, the biggest uh, thing that will kill people over the next 20 years is depression. More than cancer and heart disease. In the past, cancer, heart disease were the main causes of death. Now, they're saying with an uptake of mental disorder, depression is getting people to a place of such mental darkness that they can't see a way out and they think it's, there's no hope in living, so I'm going to end my life right now. It's called darkness. And the Bible says the only thing that counters that mental darkness is light. So if you don't know how to hold firmly to the word of life, the word of light, if you don't open your Bibles, this thing. I mean, let me ask you a question. When is the last time you actually held a physical Bible in your hands, holding firmly to the word of life? Holding firmly. I'm not saying be a Bible bashing Christian like I was when I was a young Christian, got saved. It was us versus them. 
I thought I knew everything, but it was the grace and the mercy of God that saved me. I was, I was, you know, you, you get into all these doctrinal errors in the sense of it's all these, stop looking for, Pastor, what do you believe of the seven pyramids of Egypt? Nothing. Just be light. Don't get all uh, philosophical and all theological and all, all these things. This is a, it's a GPS for your life. You think that this is irrelevant in 2022. I've got news for you. In this book, between these two pages of this current, this Bible, is every single plan God has for my life. Every single thought that you think, God says, that thought that you think, is it a thought that is going to lead you to a pathway of light? Or is that a thought that's going to lead you to a pathway of darkness? And it's only the Word of God that can bring light to a dark place. How do you get to a place, Pastor, have you been in a depressed state? Often, because we all are facing different battles. I'm not, we're not extinct or, 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 or uh, we don't, pastors don't get challenged more. So I think pastors get challenged more than anybody else. But if you look at the future, I mean, people are telling us diesel, petrol, uh, this, that, government, this, that. If you watch all these social media apps, people are trying to show you the state of the country. So they're showing you all these different kinds of images of the degradation in our country and all this kind of stuff and this and that. I mean, if, if you focus on that all the time, you think to yourself, wow, what, what, what future do we have? And the Bible says the way in which we run to win, that we don't get to the end of our life or start taking detours because we're holding firm to the words of lies. The Bible says we have to hold firmly to the word of life. Oh yeah, this morning. So the Bible says, and the light shines in the darkness and the darkness is not comprehended. So the Passion Translation says it nicely. It says, and this living expression is the light that bursts through the gloom. The light that darkness cannot diminish. Now, if you've ever walked into a bedroom like we all have or into a room and it's in a dark place and you flick the light switch, it doesn't gradually eliminate the darkness. The darkness doesn't disappear over, over minutes. It's instant that that heart changes. Here I am and I'm this rebellious son and I go to a church service and sometimes you go to a place, you know, uh, I used to stand in, in church services where the pastor preaches and then they, they, they make a, a call for a person to be saved. And I've got my chin stuck to my chest, you know, this, this, go, this move. And I'm thinking to myself, when is this guy going to finish? Everything resists. It's a fight. There's a, there's a resistance in the atmosphere all the time. I say to parents all the time, don't fight your children with laws. Don't start calling your children idiot. Don't start telling your children you this, you that. Don't label your child with your words. Because the Bible says we hold firmly to the word of life. Your weapon is here. This is the sword of the spirit. You don't cut your child with your own human words. You cut the negativity, the darkness with the word of God. But if you're not a Bible reading parent... And you are reading every article out there, every scientific thing out there, and everything out there that's got, that's, that some person has written on a blog, and you're not putting your nose here, you've got no light and life to speak over your children. So when your children, I've told you before, when they're at school, you have the authority of God's Word. It's a sword. You walk into that bedroom, and you take the promises of God, 8,810 promises in this Bible. Between this cover and that cover, there are 8,810 promises. And yet, you'll go through a bit of a, a valley of the shadow of death. You'll go through a bit of a rough patch. You'll go through a bit of a curveball situation. You'll go through a bit of a, a, a setback or a bit of a, a bad news or whatever it might be. And suddenly, you let go of all of the promises of God and you now believe that lie. 
Because your circumstance is not your destiny. Oh, I know the plans I think towards you, says the Lord. But how do you know what the ultimate plan of God is if you don't keep yourself attached to the global positioning system or God's positioning system for your life? Now you, uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a crazy thing. I'm trying to be practical this morning. But you've got a, you get a letter in the mail from whatever it might be. It might be you're in arrears with some payment and some guy sends you a legal letter. Now there's words on that, on that letter and I don't say it's right or it's wrong, whatever the context is. But now you base your whole life, your whole future on this one bit of bad news. Or the doctor gives you a report and says, we've analyzed this or assessed this in your body. And you think, well, that's the end. And now we hold on to those words. And I don't say the doctor shouldn't tell you that. I say it's just words. It's a report. The Bible says, whose report will you believe? But you might be going through a certain thing. And then you, you just you are intentional. I, I'm an intentional Bible reading Christian. I daily, I hold firmly to the word of life. Now you're reading your Bible. And suddenly you're reading about Abraham and Sarah or David and Goliath or Daniel in the lion's den or Peter walking on the water. Wherever you are in the Scripture. And wherever you are in the Scripture, your eyes are falling onto light. And that light is like you're looking into Christ or you're sitting next to Him in a restaurant and He's actually having a conversation with you when you read your Bible. Now, you might go, what relevance has that scripture verse got with my situation of that lawyer's letter or the doctor's report? At the moment, it might not seem like anything. But God knows exactly the challenges you're facing. He knows every battle that you're facing. Yet, the Bible says the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament is the sovereign will of God and the divine will of God. In the Old Testament, the sovereign will of God was that God would do everything on their behalf. He brought a cloud. He brought a pillar. He brought water, he brought meat, he brought everything when the Israelites were in the, in the desert. And then he was moving them to a place they did not know faith. They were, they were slaves in Egypt for 400 years. They did not know what it was to walk by faith and not by sight. So sight is a look at that letter. Sight is a look at the doctor's report. Sight is a go to the ATM and it says, no, nothing, insufficient funds. Sight is my customer base has dried up. Sight is whatever it might be in the natural. Sight is I go to the petrol tank or the petrol station and I look at the petrol price and I go, wow, how am I going to fill my tank up? How am I going to pay my bills? You see statistics all over social media. Well, the grocery amounts have grown by so much and you start thinking to yourself, well, maybe it's a good thing I can lose some weight if I eat less. But the Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down beside green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He says what he says, my cup, my petrol tank runneth over. But you see, when you look at the, the sight on the petrol station, fear grips my heart. But now you're not sure how you're going to make it as a businessman. I think I need to make, I need to do something different in my business or emigrate or I must now start doing this. Guy offered me a deal, but it's a, it's a, it's a shady deal with a brown paper bag in a dark alley because this is how the new, pastor, it's impossible. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold back my tax money because it's a, you, you, the, the enemy goes, do that, do that. Because he's, he's trying to get you to, to run to lose. He's trying to get you to take a detour. And then you, you've got this whole thing in your head. You've planned in your head, your mind. You've got this whole thing. The deal's taking place. I'm meeting the guy, Melkbos, on the beachfront. Balaclava, midnight. He's got the diamonds. 
I've got the cash. He's got the ganja. I've got the whatever you're busy with. Amen. Your heart's racing fast. You're looking around. Sunday you were like this. Friday you're there at Melkboss. You're going to do the deal. You've got to make the money. And you're about to leave and that morning you're sitting down and you decide, let me open my Bible. And you're paging through the, the words of your Bible. In Him is life. In Him is light. And the light shines in a dark place. I guarantee you, I've seen in my life, I have got thoughts in my head. The enemy comes. He's got me going on this path. I'm going this way in my head. I've planned it. I've meditated on it. I've thought it. I've got this thing one week, two weeks, three weeks. I, it's like you're holding off fast. You're holding fast onto this. The enemy's got you. He's busy with you. You've got it. You've got it. And you've got this plan. And then I get to my Bible. I open up my Bible or I go to my, my, my app. I mean, today, look at the young generation. You're holding fast onto that device. You're holding fast. I mean, I watched today. I mean, you know, you go to gym and they're gymming and on the treadmill and on their phones. I'm going, girlie, you're going to fall. You're going to fall. <laughs> or you, you're in the movie house and, you know, there's more light in the seats because everyone's on their WhatsApp. They're only watching the movie. Just go home. Just what are you doing? But, it's, but we'll hold fast to the words on WhatsApp. And then the guy that I thought I'm going to marry or the girl I thought I'm going to marry, she sends me a dear Johnny. I don't think. And there's the words of the lies. I'm never going to find love. No. God's got the right person for you at the right time. Al Capote, it's a Dexel. But you see, the person that you thought was going to be your life partner was actually not the one, but you put your, you held firmly to the words of his lies. I'll love you. I'll marry you. I'll, I'll, uh, and then God says, you come to church one day and you think, God, am I going to find a husband? You look up and there he is. Rambo. Spiritual Rambo. What does he do? He's God-fearing, born again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, devil-stomping, faithful, committed, loves God more than anything else. And he's not got a red usher shirt on, not too. Amen. Servant. And you open up your door so graciously. And you looked and your heart went, Huh, never seen this guy before. Because God's concealed him for the right time. And the word of life comes. And suddenly he looks at you and you look at him and it's like, there's that connection. And a few months later, we've got a wedding. And a few months later, we've got a stomach. A baby. Family. I will make you the father of many nations. Abraham. Sarah, you will not be barren all your life. But what promise do you hold on to? Do you hold on to the promise? How? How can I be the father of many nations when I don't have a son? You will be the father of many nations. You hold on to the promise of my word. You hold firmly to the word of life. Businessmen, you do not shut that business down. You will go over and not under. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You hold firmly to the word of life. Now to Him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I ask or think according to the power, not your power, His power that works through us to His glory. 
Watch the testimonies that'll flow from your life. Watch what's going to happen. You are going to be astounded by the goodness of God. You watch before the end of this year. Breakthrough, great breath. Why? Because you hold firmly to the Word of life. Come on, if you believe that this morning, you give Jesus the greatest shout of praise all over this place. Hallelujah. Woo. High five your neighbor. Say, read God's Word and switch on the light. The devil is a liar. You don't hold on to his lies. If you've got any thought in your head, you go mirror it against this. You ask somebody who's mature in the Word. Pastor Brian, who's got more knowledge in him than most people in this building because of the years he served God. Nothing wrong to go and get counsel. Pastor, I want to make this decision. What do you think? What do you think? Married up against the Word of God. Because sometimes you get to a place, you think, well, this is it. No, 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 no. What does God's Word say? I guarantee you, the minute you go to God's Word, light comes. And it's got nothing to do with the thing that you even think it has. And God starts addressing things through His Word. It's incredible. It's, it's amazing. One statement in a Scripture verse that has to do with the story in that Scripture verse, but it's, it's totally relevant to your, your story in 2022. Get out, go over, stay. One word. But you, the reason you can read that same word, stay or go, in a self-help book on Dr. Phil's latest release, Oprah's latest book. But it's not the word of life. It's words of people. I've written a few books, and although I use Scripture verses in the books, the Scripture verses in those books is the life. I'm not saying what I'm saying in the book is lies, but I'm not the Messiah. I'm not the Savior. He is light. He was in the beginning with God. He's alive. And so when you look to the, the, the Scripture verse, when you look at your Bible, suddenly light comes. And the, 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 the situation that seemed impossible to you when you looked in the natural, for the just shall walk by faith and not by sight, because your sight is going to deceive you sometimes. Your eyesight, your natural, your mind, it'll deceive you. But this will bring peace that surpasses human understanding. Doesn't make sense. But you were panicking yesterday and today you seem calm. Yeah, I was reading my Bible this morning and this peace came over me. Because when you read your Bible, it's like Jesus saying, Hey, chill, it's going to be okay. But He's not here physically. But the Holy Spirit who's been sent, who's in you, when you take that word... And you read it, the Holy Spirit says, and it makes your heart beat a lot slower. Why? Because it's all going to be okay. You don't, know, you don't know how, but I've got peace. I'm going to face today with faith. I'm not going to believe the lie. Oh, yeah, this morning. Amen. So the Bible says what? Not only is the Word of God light and life, but the Word of God is an anchor. We have a generation today that I believe is not anchored in the Word. And so when you're not anchored in something, you are prone to shipwreck. Many people are wrecking their lives. Mental disorder. I mean, I've never seen a generation, I, 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 look, I think back in my days, I was in the military for two years. I was told by my corporal that he had the right to kill me. He told me that in a way that I can't say from the pulpit because it's an unholy way. But he told me, I have the right to kill you. I'm authorized by the government of South Africa. 
if you die, I have the authority, you can die under my watch. Not that he was trying to kill me, but he had the authority because I was just a, a number, a subject. We were going through difficult times, mental times. I mean, pushed around two years of your life, you don't want to be there. I mean, if you went to the, to the university, they would, you could get a delay. If you worked for a few of these mainline companies like the post office or Eskim or these kind of companies, you could, you could get extinct. Uh, you didn't have to go to the army. But I had to go to the army two years. I don't want to be there. So you've got this thing. But I never, I never, we never had, it was the, the conversation was never the suicidal, the dep- it was never that. Today it's this, it's this, it's this, they highlight this thing. And the more we, we talk about it, the more we focus on it. And that's why I bring it up, not to, to labor it, but to say to you, be aware of it. If you talk about it, you're going to look at it. And if you look at it, that's what you're going to think about. That's what's going to, it's going to keep lying to you. So when you, when, you, when you walk away from it, and the only way you can walk away from it is through God's Word. Is you have, to, you have to have more of God's Word in you than the thoughts or the feelings. How many people live out of their feelings today? I don't feel like it. But you're not called to live out of your feelings. Amen. The just, we walk by faith and not by sight. My sight said that, so now I feel a certain way, so therefore everybody around me must know how I feel. I'm not going to throw a temper tantrum. I'm going to tramp on my lip now for three days. Or I'm going to threaten my family with suicide. Stop it. Stop allowing the enemy to use the spirit of manipulation on your family. Stop it. You get a backbone. How do you get a backbone? Get back into the Word of God. God is going to give you the spine of David. God is going to give you the, the courage of Daniel. God is going to give you what? When you read, and He's going to give you what? We serve the Lion of the tribe of Judah. You're going to have the courage of Christ in you. You are going to stand in the face of many adversities and you're going to stand on God's Word. Having done all to stand, I stand. But I stand on His Word. Amen. Oh yeah, this morning. Listen to what the Bible says. The Word is an anchor. Hebrews 6 verse 18. So it is impossible for God to lie. Listen there. It's not God lying to you. For we know that His promise and His vow will never change. God does not change like humans change. I'm not man that I should lie. I'm God I change not. Amen. And now we have run, listen, into His heart to hide ourselves in His faithfulness. Wow, meditate on that this week. And now we have run into his heart, not his physical heart, because he's not here, to hide ourselves in his faithfulness. When you walk with the heartbeat of God through his word, you'll experience his faithfulness. This is where we find his strength and comfort, not your strength and your comfort, his strength and his comfort, so you can become strong and be comforted. For he empowers us, listen, to seize what has already been established ahead of time. I know the plans I think towards you. God has a plan, but we seize it. We walk into it by faith. We possess our future that God has already planned for us by faith. How? By staying in the light of God's word. So we don't take a detour. Amen. Listen to what he says. He says, that has already been established ahead of time, an unshakable hope. So we have, listen, the certain hope like a strong, unbreakable anchor holding our souls to God Himself. Our anchor of hope is fastened to the mercy seat where Christ is the right hand of God. 
which sits in the heavenly realm beyond the sacred threshold. So what is he saying? He's saying that Jesus was here. He's now ascended. He sent the help of the Holy Spirit. And now we have this anchor. That we'd, when we're walking this way, if you could picture an anchor, this monitor is an anchor. And I've got a, a, a chain attached to my body. And I want to walk over here. And I want to go down this path. But when I get to this place, the word over there, it, it, it holds me fast. It says, no, 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 no. Remember we read last week. And it pulls me back to my senses keeps me on this path so I don't take a detour are you here this morning I want to encourage us a Bible reading Christian when is the last time you held your physical Bible like this in your hand when is the last time you opened up your Bible and you went like this and you actually took your physical Bible with a pen and a paper on, and you made notes crap on your Bible it's okay you can knock in a quip and you made notes and you highlighted things as the Holy Spirit spoke to you a word a verse, a line. It, it, it's the light, God shining the light. And sometimes, yes, the other thing that God always does with me is I'm asking God for some wisdom with regards to finances and He talks to me about my marriage. I say, God, just time out. He goes, but that's why your finances are struggling because your marriage isn't right. He takes you back to the root because this is light. It's life. It seems like if your mother says, make up your bed, she's trying to kill you. Or pick up your dishes or pick up your towel. That towel demon that was in my house for many years. It's getting better, but I notice it reappears every now and then. Don't know why. Or that cup or that saucer demon. That just, it just, I don't know if it's going to fly away to the zinc. I'm not sure. That's how it works. Or the shoes. When you go to make oats in the morning, you trip over your kid's shoes that they left in the kitchen. And then you're having beautiful words to say before you read the Bible. Amen. Light shines in a dark place. In closing this morning, what does the Bible say? When we kavar with God, when we intertwine ourselves, how do we intertwine ourselves through His Word? Start your day or end your day, whichever one you choose. Open up God's Word. Switch off that device, switch off that television, switch off that noise. Switch it off. There's so many Bible reading plans you can find. It's, it's, there's, there's many of them. Start it. Put an alarm on your phone. Say, hey, hold firm to the word. What you do is you buy at the time. Because all you did for the last hour was worry about your tomorrow. What you shall eat or wear or put on. How you're going to solve this problem. And you go into this dark place of depression. You go to bed at night and you're depressed. Spend the whole night worrying about your tomorrow. Jesus says sufficient unto today is his own problems. Don't worry about tomorrow. Ask God, today give us today our daily bread. All you have is today. All you have is now. We don't know what tomorrow will hold, but we know what today is. Yeah, we are. We're in His presence this morning. Amen. Stand and feed me all over this place, if you will. You receive the word this morning? Listen to what the Bible says. Psalm 40, verse 1. In the New Living Translation, the Bible says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair and out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what He has done and be amazed. And then they will put their trust in the Lord. I say to you today, watch what God is going to do in this next few months. 
God is going to not only astound you, but he's going to astound the people that are in association with you. When God does come through for you, I ask you this morning, give him that glory, give him that honor. Tell people why you are on a rock. Tell them you were in, a, in the mud, in a miry place. But when you look towards his word, when you look towards him this morning, or then whatever your situation is, and you look towards his, his word in the morning in your house, in, in your business, wherever you are. As a businessman, I encourage you. I never had Bible scripture verses on my, on my wall, but I always had a Bible in my desk or in my, in my drawer. And at times when I didn't know what to do as a businessman, the Bible says, if you lack wisdom, ask. You open up your Bible. You start to read. Father, I ask you today, Holy Spirit, speak to me today through your word. Just open up the word. It doesn't matter. Just read it. And as you read it, watch what God is going to do. God's going to guide you because your labor is not in vain. Your reward is not here. It's in heaven. It's to come. The Bible does not say, well done, good and successful person. People chase success. If I'm successful, I'll be happy. No, the Bible says, well done, good and faithful servant. Not good and successful servant. You can be successful today and next year, you, next month, next year, whatever it is, you can lose all that wealth. The Bible says money's fleeting. The economy changes. Governments change. People make promises they don't keep. But I, his word is true. His word is faithful. Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over little. I will make you rule over much. It's a principle. And watch what's going to happen. As you reach out to him, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. If you will open up, I will come in and I will sup with you. I will give you the promise of the Holy Spirit. You will understand things you've never understood before. You will do things you've never done before. You will be strong where you were weak before. Paul said, when I'm weak in my natural man as Aiden, as Paul, but when I put my trust and faith in him, I become strong because he is strength. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. In Him is life. And the life was the light of men. Thank you for listening to this powerful message. If your life was impacted in any way and you would want to connect to any of our CRC churches worldwide, then please go visit our website at crccapetown.co.za and click on the Plan a Visit tab. Thank you for listening.